Good morning to Black Girls Homesteading. If you're ever in Jacksonville, please don't forget to stop by Crayon Salon, which is a full salon and spa experience. You can get your all-natural hair all the way down to your lace front wigs and your um, eyelashes and waxes, back massages and fingernails and feet, pedicure and medicure done. And if you're ever in Jacksonville and feel like you want to have that home-like experience and make something homemade in order to take back home, contact DTP37. She has all herbal and holistic classes that teaches you everything from candy making, soap making, lotion making, sewing, crochet, and loom knitting. Today I want to talk about relaxation. When you're homesteading, it can feel almost like you're in the world alone by yourself. Your neighbors are so far off from you. And you can kind of get what I call stir crazy. And what I mean by stir crazy, that's just the fact that you're by yourself for such a long period of time if your family's not there with you. And you're trying to get yourself together. So what I like to do to keep myself from going stir crazy or uh, my mind from getting numb is I like to read and teach myself new things on my downtime. You might not have all the tools to do a project. So what I like to do also is to think of different projects and get the tools that I need for each project. And along with collecting the tools, I like to, you know, organize them, put them to the side. So when I'm ready for that project, I have everything I need to do that project. We just did a project yesterday. Me and my children made hard candy, a.k.a. lollipops or glass candy, as some people call it. And during the experience, I learned that I had gathered all the tools, the sugar, the measuring cups, the molds, and everything that I needed to make this candy. And during the process, I was like, this is how easy it is just to take something this simple and turn it into a financial situation where you can make it an economical gain for yourself. Imagine if you were homeless and you had the skills to make money. Money is all around you. It may not sell and be, make you rich, but a little bit of money is better than no money. And what I mean by that is everything that I teach my children, I try to include an opportunity or a scenario where they can use and sell their products. So I'm always telling them practice makes perfect. The only reason practice makes perfect because you'll never be perfect at doing everything. But you can be close to perfect at doing some things. Um, me, I'm a master of a lot of trades. And with that being said, I'm constantly practicing all my trades. I try to at least get two to three of my trades done a day. And with that being said, I like to motivate other people to do the same thing. I'm always looking for loans and grants for children. I'm always looking for ways to open up different programs that can help people that want to have a small business but don't know how to start. My biggest problem with doing this is I don't have enough audience in order to capture enough customers that want to learn how to do anything. And then the funny thing is I was talking to someone um, from uh, 
Georgia. And she was telling me her father was a farmer. And with him being a farmer, he would mass produce his vegetables and sell them to the local markets. And the rest of his fruit and vegetables, if he didn't have time to harvest them, being that he was a farmer and he farmed by himself, he would put a big note in all the supermarkets that he sold his vegetables and fruit to and say, hey, if you can't afford to get the vegetables and fruit from here, you're welcome to my farm to come and pick your own fruits and vegetables. And he told us that people would not come. The older people who would call him, he would harvest the vegetables and deliver them to their house in little baskets. But he was talking about the younger people in their ages of 20 to 40 years old. He was like, why they can't come out on their day off from work with their children and harvest their own fruits and vegetables. This would give them the opportunity to know where their food is coming from and to teach their children about nature. What I'm finding out with today's society, we are a bunch of lazy mother, hush your mouth. And what I mean by that is, we would rather go to the store and pick it up. Even if we don't have the money, we'll steal it. I don't get the concept. I don't understand it. It's mind boggling. If I had the opportunity to go down the street and pick my own fruits and vegetables, that's where I'd be. Oh, I need collard greens. Let me go down here and get me a bunch of collard greens corn let me go get it from here i'm the type of person when the opportunity presents itself i'm all over it like a hungry tiger ready to attack it because i never know when i'm going to need that opportunity in a crunch and i don't understand why other people don't get this concept it's almost like waking up every morning and not understanding your vision other than to be a mime and go to work and cater to someone else's goals to make money. Why would I want to make anyone else rich? Why do I want to work for Amazon and make them rich? Why am I not working to Amazon to complete a goal in order to make myself money? Self-sufficiency. So with that being said, I do work different little odd jobs for other people. But while I'm working them, I know I'm only there for a time. And usually... You know, when you're working for people, you have to deal with different attitudes. You have to deal with the boss bad days, your co-workers bad days, customer bad days. And sometimes that, that, that leads you to having your own bad day. And then you go home and you kick the dog and you take it out on the wife or the kids or the husband. And everybody's just having a bad day. Well, I got a secret for that. It is called, um, <laughs> you may be laughing. I'm not. When I start seeing people around me having this negative energy vibe because they are having a bad day, I like to back up 10 spaces, give them their space, do my initial shutdown, meaning I have nothing to say to them other than good morning and how may I help you. And then I begin to pray for them in my mind saying, you know, most high, please turn their day around. Find something throughout the day that can make them smile and forget their problems just for a minute. Because we all need that. We all need to constantly be praying for our brothers and sisters, especially when their minds are not in the right place. Or maybe their mind is in the right place, but things just not going their way. Right now, I'm out here in my garden and I'm looking at my pineapples grow and my lemongrass i'm smelling it and 
it's a beautiful spring day and I'm smelling fresh cut grass and I'm listening to the birds sing and the flowers grow. And I just can't understand on a morning like today, why would you wake up with such a bad attitude? But we do. And that's another thing, attitude adjustment. Oh my God, it is so easy to practice. It's so easy to get up when you're having a bad day and say 10 good things about yourself to turn your day around. Sometimes I wake up and I'm in such a funk, I sit in the bed and I say, I know one thing, I'm beautiful. I know the next thing, I'm smart. I know the next thing, I'm motivated. I know another thing, I am a wonderful, sweet person. And you just go down the line and try to find 10 things that is wonderful about yourself. And when you do that, you start to focus on the good things in life and how you can be thankful. I go from finding 10 good things about myself to being thankful for the things that are around me. I'm thankful that I woke up this morning. I'm grateful that I'm going to have a meal. I'm grateful for the roof over my head, the water. I'm grateful for the air that I breathe. I'm grateful for the bed that I have. I am grateful for the vehicle that I'm driving to and fro. And I ask the Most High to please put a shield of protection about and around and about my vehicle. But that being said, that doesn't mean that somewhere throughout the day, my attitude is not going to change. It's not going to flip. It will. Things will happen that's going to impact me emotionally and it's going to sway me over to negative energy. I have to know how to curve that and not allow that energy to um, make me upset, mad or pissed off or agitated or aggravated about what I have to do. What I'm also finding out about myself is I like it to be peaceful. I guess that's one of the reasons I decided to homestead. I'm not homesteading right now. I'm in Jacksonville. But I think I like the idea of just being out in nature and having control of every aspect of my life. Imagine sitting on 20 acres of land and deciding where you're going to put your house. To be there for at least 30 days and see when the sun comes up, where it lands, where it goes down, and where in your house you can picture yourself being when these things are happening. I mean, in the morning, you might want to be on one side of your house where you could see the sun come up. And at night, you might want to be on the other side of your house where you could see the sun go down. And even understand the fact that it's all yours and you're not paying anyone else to do what you please on your land. And that's something that I think homesteading does for you. It gives you a sense of self, a sense of, of ownership. I know most people say that about their houses. I can't say that about my house. I'm in my house now and I'm not happy here. I look around and I'm like, oh my God, I brought this big house for what? It's not the way I want it. It's not a two-story house. It doesn't have an outside kitchen. It doesn't have a pool, a jacuzzi, a patio area. Why am I here? And then I'm like going to my craft area and I'm like, this is not where I want to be crafting at. And I'm not motivated to be here. But in the interim of all of that, I'm also revamping my DTP 37 kids into a teachable app. I'm also revamping my website to have more products on it. I'm also looking into um, 
making sure patterns and stuff that I sell are more measured and come out exactly the same no matter who decide they want to do the project. I'm looking at a lot of things and I'm concentrating on a lot of goals. And I'm also going to school for solar energy. So I'm always out to learn new things and share the knowledge with other people. Um, along with being a herbalist and knowing how to make soap and lotion and cough syrup and things, hair cream and hair oil, I'm also looking into things to help people heal that are mentally ill, such as uh, cannabis edibles and cannabis products that can help with psychosis and um, schizophrenia, uh, headaches, aches and pain. I had one doctor tell me that cannabis does not help with anything. And I had to correct him. I was like, you remember I was having six to seven seizures a month. Like, sometimes they come back to back in clusters. And sometimes they come once a week or whatever. And I was having these. And I was trying to figure out a way to cope with them without taking so much medication, synthetic medication that they prescribe to you. Because Topamax brings on seizures. Prevacin doesn't help much. I mean, it helps curve it, but it doesn't help much. So you're on like five different medicines that's supposed to be helping you, but all they do is put you to sleep, make you have a nasty attitude, suppresses your appetite, um, blur your vision, causes you stomach problems, muscle spasms. So if you're having muscle spasms and then you have a seizure after a muscle spasm, or your muscles are rigid and you have a seizure. It's it's not it's not a good feeling. And so what I had started doing is I had started talking to my holistic doctor and he prescribed a regimen of different types of edibles for me to partake of. Um I'm not a person that eat a lot. I like to eat healthy. So you'll see me munching on a carrot. Yes, a fat girl munching on a carrot. I like to taste the carrots. I will be eating a sweet potato before I go and pick up some french fries. I will bake or stew my meat before I even decide to fry it. But I'm a paleo eater. I tend to eat meat and vegetables and very little starches. And if I do eat starches, I'm eating light starches or starches that come from the ground. Meaning I'll eat my sweet potatoes. I'll eat my yucca. I'll eat my bonita, which is a white sweet potato. I will eat the purple potato. I will eat eggplants. I will eat tomatoes. But what I don't eat is anything that comes from the vine and stuff like that. And I curve my drinking to at least once a week. So I try to keep down the things that have caused me to gain any more weight that I have on me. Because when I exercise or I overexhaust my physical body I tend to have severe seizures sometimes grand mal seizures so I suffer from what they call Chiari seizures which means pressure on the brain that I have some of my brain hanging out the back of my skull that when I start applying pressure and the blood flow goes in it cuts off certain blood flow causing the brain to overact because it's not having any blood flow in that area causing a seizure 
but enough about my aches and pains. Let's talk about house plants and making sure you have house plants in your house. I don't know how many people do not have house plants, but house plants are very good for the winter time and keeping fresh air inside of your home, oxygen and carbon, y'all. Plants and humans, they survive together. If you don't have any house plants, I recommend you go out and get some and not the artificial kind. You can put aloe in the house. It is a low maintenance succulent, but it's nevertheless a plant. You're still going to be trading off oxygen for carbon dioxide when you have these plants in your house. Succulents are not hard to take care of. Cactuses, they're not hard to take care of. And they're nice to have in the home to decorate the house. So along with that in homesteading, I want you guys to think about having some plants in the house or allowing your children to have a little herbal garden this springtime and let them experience different herbs without cooking it. Let them grow rosemary and then take a piece of rosemary leaf and put it in their mouth. I know it tastes kind of messy, but try to um, give your children more taste buds. What I mean by that is we use the basic parts of our taste buds salt, sugar, sour, um, inumi, or umami, or something like that, which meaning something like a mushroom. And in us using those parts of our tongue, we don't explore different flavors, flavor noise, or any of that. I know a lot of people tell me, oh, this taste is good. What did you put in? And all I did was put fresh thyme, oregano, uh, cilantro, or basil. I'm a basil eater. Basil is a type of mint. I love basil. I love mint. I love to make basil rice. I like for my children to experience different tastes, even if they don't like it the first time. I try to introduce the flavor to them at least two or three more times. That'll get them in the mood for adding different flavors into their food instead of just eating sweet and salty, which is what a lot of mass productive food companies put in their food. McDonald's, Burger King, Taco Bell. I mean, Pizza Hut. And, I, and I'm a fan of pizza because you know why I'm a fan of pizza? Because they have all the basic food groups. The tomato, sausage, fruit, the cheeses, dairy, meat. And then you can add your vegetables. And then you got your carbohydrates, which is bread. So a lot of times you won't see me down pizza. You will see me down someone that takes soy patties and turn them into burgers. Or someone that grow their chicken without bones kfc or church's chicken that just fry the meat in such oil i mean it's a lot of oil and not good oil at that it's not even oil that's good for the body um what i'm teaching my children is how to eat simple oils that are good for the body such as natural butter olive oil coconut oil grapeseed oil uh cannabis or what they call a uh, hemp oil i'm teaching them these different things on how to cook with these oils because these oils are good for the body and not those oils that they are selling like granola oil corn oil vegetable oil i don't have those in my house unless i am making soap <laughs> yes I will make soap with that because by the time it breaks down and spoonify, it is no longer dangerous to your body. You can use it on the outside of your body, but not on the inside. And I don't feed my children um, butter spreads 
processed cheese. I don't even know. I, I used to be a country crop girl when I was younger, but I didn't know any better. And the more I ate the stuff, I started researching and found out, you know, butter spread or hydrated butter or margarine, as they call it, they tried to give it to chickens to make them fat and it was killing the chickens. And then they decided to give it to humans for human consumption. If a chicken or animal can't consume it, why are you giving it to humans? Uh, and then I also was looking at different ways that they coat candy. Like certain hard candies have a wax coating or parfum candy coating, which has a light sugar taste, but it's still wax, neither the less. Do I want my kid eating wax? No. I look at a lot of things and I start to think, do I want my children eating that? Is that for them? Is it going to be good for them? Is it going to be beneficial? I mean, I'm all down for you having candy, but let's make it. I once had a, a nutritionist that was teaching in Miami when I used to be in the WIC program, and I decided to become a nutritionist. Well, I was a nutritionist twice over. As a kid, I was a nutritionist because I was diabetic. And when I got older, I, you know, strayed away from healthy foods only to come back to going to nutritional classes to get another nutritional certificate so I'll be able to teach it when I'm teaching herbalism. And the funny thing about that was I had a nutritional uh, professor and he told me one day, he said, Didi, if every time your children ask you for something, a cookie, candy, uh, whatever it is, you told them, okay, let's get in the kitchen and make it from scratch. Uh, do you think they will eat that? And I say, well, you're asking me to take uh, time to find ingredients. And he say, that's one thing you'll have to do. And mix those ingredients in the right proportion in order to turn out something that is yummy to my children. And he was like, you get it. I say, and in the process of that, I have to also let them know this is not going to taste like Chips Ahoy or Oreo cookies. This candy is not going to taste like Jolly Ranchers. It's not going to be the same because you're making it homemade from scratch. I found out from my older kids that they enjoyed those little projects. They didn't mind coming home from school and asking mom. What are we going to cook today while other kids was outside playing or other kids was on a video game? My children were in the kitchen with me measuring and cooking and laughing and talking about their day. I mean, we have to incorporate cooking with our kids. And I'm not talking about just getting a fresh box and cooking out of that. That's good, too. I'm not knocking that. What I'm saying is go shopping with them take them to the grocery store. I had a young lady tell me, I don't know what to buy. And I said, well, what do you eat? Well, my mom usually cook and I'm here in Jacksonville in college and I don't know what to eat. I'm tired of eating frozen pizza. And I say, baby. And she said, yes. I say, well, what do you eat at home? She's like, my mom used to make these meals with the vegetable, the meat, the starch. I say, that's where you start at. I say, now, what did your mom cook? Did she make potatoes? Did she make um, noodles? What did she make? And she was like, oh, my God, I never thought like that. And as she began to think, her basket began to get empty of all the microwave box food. And she began to look around the store and buy fresh food. 
She picked up a bag of potatoes. She said, wow, this is cheaper than five pizzas. Yes, it is. Then she picked up some celery and she was like, this is cheaper than this. And she went, began to shop and I was walking around the store with her and she's shopping and her face changed, her outlook changed, her whole thought process changed as to how she was going to prepare this meal that she had brought all these ingredients for. And she was like, I never thought about cooking when I came to college. I always thought, oh, I'll just eat out. Money doesn't always go that way that you should eat out. Oh, I always thought it's a cafeteria. The cafeteria is not always open. You get it? So now it's time to come into adulthood and use the skills that you should have learned as a child now. And that's why I'm telling you, instill these skills in your children while they are young. You're not being lazy if you don't get up in the morning and cook breakfast and you tell your children, figure it out because I already taught you how to make grits, eggs, and bacon. You're being a parent. You're being that mother that says, I showed you this two or three times. Now it's time for you to try it for yourself. That's not a bad thing. What is a bad thing is a parent that gets up and drives you to McDonald's because I don't feel like cooking today. And that teaches your children, whenever they don't feel like doing something, let me go to McDonald's or Burger King. The girl said, I'm tired of Burger King. I'm tired of McDonald's. I am tired of Taco Bell. And it's just funny that you get tired of eating the two main flavors in your mouth, salt and sugar. I barely cook with salt. I use everything else in my kitchen besides my salt. My salt lasts me for years. And I only use pink salt. And people be like, when you brought that salt, I was like, last year. Why? And like, you still have it? Yeah, because we don't use salt. We use everything else to flavor our food. We'll use chicken broth that already has salt in it. So we don't have to add any more extra salt. We would use lemon pepper. We would use limes. We would use uh, peppers, onions, garlic, fresh, fresh, everything fresh, fresh, fresh. And you find yourself eating this way and feeling better it also helps with the brain activity skin my children barely have pimples i barely have pimples you have smooth skin fresher breath oh my god eating fresh actually keeps your breath clean after you brush your teeth and from eating if you go and chew on some celery or some parsley your breath stay clean all day and I mean, it's just little tricks like that that I teach my children that are helping them as they are adults. When I talk to my adult kids, they're like, Ma, I just made a steak. Ma, I just did this. Ma, and they're proud of these little things that they're doing. And they're like, oh, my friend went out to eat, but I'm doing this or I'm doing that. And I'm happy they're using the kitchen. They're using their pots, their pans, their measuring cups, their measuring spoons. They're using water. They're using chicken broth. They're using fresh vegetables good cuts of meat. This makes me proud as a mother. Again, if you're in the Jacksonville area, don't forget to stop by Crayon Salon off of Rojero Drive. And if you're in Ocala, stop by Fancy Braids by Liv. Thank you and have a good day.